you're back. I'm back. So excited. Thanks for having me. Be careful with the shifting around. I know you're a big I am. Big I'm, boy. I'm a big boy. <laughs> I've been coming to terms with my uh, bull in a china shopness. Like, mm. it was always very embarrassing to me, and now I'm trying to own it in my 44th year. Why don't you pull back, like, two inches? All right. Here we go. 44 years old. I never would have guessed that. You're yeah. not very gray. Not too gray, no. If, if you didn't have such... Uh, Amount of facial hair, mountain manning. Yeah, uh, I would never have, have uh, even seen the gray that is on you. But it's I haven't true. really seen you without a hat. That it's much, true. So. With a with with a hat on and fully shaved, I get carded at bars. Really? Yep. What kind of carding? <laughs> like, do they give you their card? <laughs> hey. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. Um, when I play at the Transact, sometimes like lawyers will give me their cards. Uh, from the like late night, uh, later afternoon uh, folk jam, they'll be like, "Hey, dude, let's jam." Uh, but no, I don't really get cards. I know I get I get asked for ID in uh, in the United States. Um, so yeah, I guess I was blessed with uh, with reasonably uh, youthful looks. Yeah. What about me? Do you think I look youthful? I think you do. Yeah. But what do you think in five years when I'm forty four, if I'll be youthful? I think it's going to happen. I think so. Well, yeah, no, I think you're going to continue to look youthful. I think the uh, we probably were both older looking 11 year olds, right? Did you have that? Um, I actually think that people who uh, in their 20s always look older. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> you know, I always think that yeah. when you're in your sort of even late teens to 20s, you, you make these sort of decisions to look older that just really don't help sideburns sideburns oh god a sideburn yeah Yeah. that becomes and then you know like we grew up in the era too of like certain kind of like cultivated old manness was very cool like tom waits and And for women it would be like 1940s dresses yes 1940s dresses (laughs) uh, kind of uh with certain kinds of haircuts yeah uh, like kind of the betty page a little little betty boop you'd wind up looking looking 40 years old actually the betty boop that's you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're not little, wrong. The Betty Boop was is a teen thing. It was very common, and uh, we can't talk about teens for. We only got another two minutes of legally being able to talk about teens. So it's do, so true. Epstein, right? Hashtag Epstein. That's actually something I was going to ask you mm-hmm. about. But yeah, maybe you saw that in in your show. Notes. Not good for the Jews. What's uh, new with you? What's so you're Kurt Newman. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow we have this show at the Transac. Often we perform in the day at the Transac. On Sundays, yeah. Played. This is another time I've asked you to come by and play some music at the end. Are you comfortable with that? I love it. Yeah. Do you say Would you say music is your passion? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, always been my passion. I've done some other things in my life, and uh, I've tried to avoid being a musician at times. Uh, mm-hmm. Did some academic stuff and some politics and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I maintain the interest in those but yeah these days i'm in toronto and trying to make a go of it as a musician so um and yeah it's uh yeah it's kind of what i'm doing so Do yeah. you ever find that your leftist socialist marxist mm, mm. uh maoist oh so much yeah taoist Taoist. <laughs> uh, yeah all that palaus <laughs> Um, like a rice pilau, like a like a nice yeah 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 pilafist. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Politics have gotten in the way of you getting into certain. Bands. So interesting, yeah. Like you mean a blacklist, like the old McCarthy days. Are you blacklisted? Yeah, uh, in the in the famously conservative <laughs> world of music, yeah. no. especially like the type of music you're playing, which is basically rooted in yeah, you know, like 
I don't know if it's rooted in, you know, people like Woody Guthrie, who are basically... Communists, yeah. Communists. Yeah, it it, it can be, like, I'm not, now I'm kind of, like, working up to being a a full-time bluegrass country kind of person. In that world, it can be a really big problem. Um, And so my my mentor in all those things, this guy named Ivan Rosenberg, has been kind of, like, modeling for me a way that you can sort of keep your politics and stay in the music and not have to feel like you're selling your soul. But, yeah, it's it's, it's a thing, like, you know... um, there's uh there's an awful lot of like real sweet christian people who live in the south in america who like are the fan base for that and also are like fully not happy with uh, hearing things like uh calls for redistribution of income or um well what about you what if someone come up to you and said well mm. it worked all this canvassing worked. <laughs> party has won mm. they rule the country yep and also the continent. Somehow yeah. there were two elections at the same time. All right, yeah. Communism is one out. Yeah. I don't know why I keep saying communism. I don't really think this is exactly communist. But you're talking about the commu- the communist Canadexit, where we all become, the revolution happens. <laughs> so they say that, and they go, but everybody just gets one guitar. Yeah. So Take them. And actually, because you've had your guitar for so long, it's actually time for you to give your one guitar. Yeah. Take to someone it. Someone else. Take it. Okay, so you're gonna live by those principles. Yeah. So then, okay, so you've given your guitar away. Yeah. What are you doing next? It's true. It's maybe a good, uh, good question. And then they say, you know, how many baseball hats do you? Have? <laughs> it's true. It's you true. Gotta just have one. It just one. Actually, instead of the items everyone currently has, we are we've created these sort of generic items that everyone gets a certain mm. amount of. So you're gonna just give all your items to us. We're going to stow them away. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, recycle them, or <laughs> use them to power. Yeah. Cli- uh, environmental. That's right. Uh, do you ever wonder about the uh, difficulty between? Uh, uh, I think that we haven't even really faced uh, the biggest conflict coming of of the environmental mm-hmm. crisis, mm-hmm. which is uh, it, it's the same thing all over, especially with America. It's you, if something is an industry. Mm. how do you you can't just get rid of it right most of the time it's really hard it's hard it's really really hard people will have jobs they want to keep their money they want to keep their stability mm-hmm. so it seems like there are hardliner environmentalists who are kind of like you know what screw the coal miners mm-hmm. screw uh drivers mm-hmm. screw asia screw asia yeah they love that <laughs> and uh just we have to change everything immediately yeah and then there, someone explained to me that um, in Canada, the New Democratic Party, which has been primarily pro-union mm-hmm. uh, as its one of its uh, major base of supports, mm-hmm. uh, bases of support, it is actually that's what limits it as an environmentally yep. friendly mm-hmm. party. It's true. It's true, and they've been making all kinds of errors. I think with the coal sands and uh, all kinds of very you know limited range view kinds of uh, policy supporting expansion of the fossil fuel industry for the sake of a few hundred jobs here and there. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. Like, to me, one of the things that about the capitalism that makes it um, a little less uh, terrifying for thinking about change is that it's a system that's constantly in flux. So, for example, you know, like so many of these, uh, this is maybe a banal point, but like so many of the names like Smith or Cooper, like our friends have names of industries that went out of, uh, into obsolescence overnight. So Uh, Cooper is someone who makes chicken coops. That's right. Someone who makes the chicken coops. Yeah. That's right. Uh, What is a Cooper? A Cooper, I think. Is that like a croupier? (laughs) 
somewhere between a croupier. Uh, it could be someone. Croupier, who, is that a gambler? Uh, yeah, but doesn't it always sound like it's something dirtier. Like it should be like kind of a, I don't know, like a, a dungeon master. Well, croupier is one of those uh, names uh, that was like a movie that mm. was sort of erotic. Ah, uh, like a spader. Circa two thousand four. No, like... <laughs> oddly enough, more like uh, that uh, Jeffrey Wright. Marquis Ooh, de Sade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Wright was, uh, mm-hmm. he was getting some in the movies. Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush. Rush. Jeffrey Rush. Both good actors. Yeah. Jeffrey Rush and yeah. Jeffrey Wright. Both employers of vocal, they yeah. can change their they voices. They can change their voices and not rush the band. This is a different thing. This is Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush, uh, uh, remember him in Pirates of the Caribbean? He's oh, like, yeah. He's like, Yar! Yeah, no, was, that movie was too scary for me, but I, I saw the posters and I, yeah, I have like a... Are, you don't like scary movies? You know, it's funny, I watched It the other day. Oh, no. Yeah, I liked it. Oh. Yeah, no, so I, I, maybe I'm coming around. I watched that one, and I watched uh, one of the newer Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, re repeats. Did you ever see the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. People, you know, you do a lot with a little. History people who are sound artists, another world I'm in a little bit, avant-garde music, they love that movie. They think of it as like one of the great... Yeah, that's a great, you know. the great sound design movies. I'll mm-hmm. tell you right now, off All right, the top of my head. All right, let's do it. Yeah, boom. Um, 2001. Love it. Hal, right? Yes, but also The Breathing, which I heard uh, mm. some Dana Carvey talking about on a podcast uh. recently. The Breathing, when they go out in space. Mm. And then on a similar... Was that the first one that did the sort of like uh, very calm, measured voice that was scary? Like, uh, like don't go into space, George? Or whatever. Like, that wasn't that the thing? Like, it was sort of a... Probably, <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, All right. no, I think that that kind of thing was probably happening in, happening in okay. a lot of 1950s horror movies. Right, right. Like, Day the Earth Stood Still isn't yeah. exactly like that, but there's a robot who speaks calmly okay. in that movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, uh... Um, okay, and, sound design movies. And so, yeah. Robots. Robots, yeah. But, no, that movie had the breathing. Mm. And then... Uh, and lots of other sound, but then Star Wars. You can't. Oh. You got to give it to Star Wars, right? Dang right. Remember when we were little? There were always the documentaries. They show you how they like banged on a fence to make the lightsaber sound or whatever. I don't remember that when I was little, but I've I've seen that on YouTube. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. And and uh, Darth, that guy, he yeah, was super. Which good. is like the breathing was actually that he does is actually similar to in two thousand one. Yeah. So that was sound design of that before i have a but this lightsaber noise oh yeah think of you know would the special effects still hold up if the sound wasn't so amazing right i don't think so yeah because the sounds you know you if you hear something now uh avengers Mm. uh, it's thor's thor ragnarok and uh guardian Mm. and others yeah (laughs) ant-man ant-man all those movies all of it the Wasp. MCU. And all the MCU mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sound effects yeah. aren't exactly better than the first Star Wars. Not at all. Know? And no, the prequels. No. Uh, so so that is saying... Meanwhile, the special effects... Hmm. Really, I don't know how Star Wars did it. The matte special effects, the uh-huh. matte stuff... I guess it's just the same as green screening. It's just like a much more old school version of mm-hmm. it. You know, because it's like an actual painted background rather than... Mm-hmm. Uh, graphics laid over a green thing, you know, but the miniatures and the it, and and combined with the sound was just so perfectly. Um, yeah, it's it a, fooled everybody. It's true. It's true. And so, was that guy just like making this like tender movie about the fifties and like <laughs> high school and stuff, and then thinking about these like clay models? Like, was that what what was going George on? George Lucas. Yeah, this what a well, weird guy, right? Well, what happened was when I. <laughs> And I looked at Harrison, and I thought, 
Well, this guy's racing. <laughs> so what if he, instead of a car, was actually yeah. racing a uh, sort of uh, like a pizza <laughs> that somebody had carved a rectangle out of on the side? <laughs> and, uh, well, and then I said, Harrison, um, would you be interested? <laughs> and then he said, actually, I'm filming Apocalypse Now right now. I have this one scene where I'm reading something. And uh, do you like that George Lucas is slowly turning into, I don't even know who he's like. He's sort of turning into Harrison Ford and then kind of like on the way to, uh, I don't know, William S. Burroughs or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then I said, they would never find, they would never find another snake in the negaverse through usual means, the means of the mind, the means of the body and the of the anus. Do you uh, do you fucks with William S. Burroughs, the kids say? Do I fucks with William S. Burroughs? You said you were 44. Yeah, I can't use that, can no. I? Can I <laughs> say yeet? I know, I know yeet is off limits. All right? you can say is word up. I don't even know. What's, what's yeet? Yeet? Uh, Y-E-E-T? They tell me it's like a youth a youth slang. Just don't call anybody sis. <laughs> S-I-S, you know? <laughs> then you're probably going to be fine. Don't tweet out, oh yeah, sis. Mm-hmm. Right there with you, sis. Yeah. Uh, no. You can say whatever you want, man. Yeah. Yeet. Yeah. You can say, Jesus. <laughs> you can say, uh, <laughs> It's just like a, that's like a Zach Beth Galvanic. Any Jesus. Like a, to, and yeah. any, any noise or word is cool, man. Yeah. This is a, uh, safe, yeah. free speech zone. <laughs> Think of all the 44-year-olds, like when Woodstock happened and they were all saying groovy and stuff. How, how humiliating that must have been. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I know what you mean, but like. There's something about the hippie vibe because of the beatniks yeah, yeah. that there were like old people yeah, were allowed. That's I right. think old people have always been allowed in yeah, new stuff because right, yeah. people go, you know, oh, that's uh, you know, that's uh, who's an old guy? That's uh, um, uh, Duke Ellington. Right, that's Duke Ellington. Right, uh, yeah. Ornette Coleman's that's, like, no, that's Duke Ellington. <laughs> He's cool. Here's my question. No, like, wait, I we wanted to f- go on about do I fucks with uh, William S. Burroughs? Yeah, yeah. You spent time um, with those books, all those uh, hard to read. Well, books. my parents had a uh, print, an uh, early print of uh, Naked Lunch nice. that I unfortunately basically wrecked. That well. would probably be worth money. And of course, I tried to read Naked Lunch because mm-hmm. I was like fourteen, and everybody and William S. Burroughs. This guy shot his wife in the head and mm. was a heroin addict yes. and was gross, and mm-hmm. uh, he was a countercultural hero sure was. in the nineteen nineties. Oh yeah. So you know, working he with was, uh, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. So we had uh, Nova Express mm-hmm. and Naked Lunch, mm. and I read those books and. You know, I couldn't, obviously, there's no way of making sense of Nova Express. Mm -hmm. If you haven't read Nova Express, that's the one where he, like, cut up newspapers and just put words next to each other, and then that was the book, Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. I recall. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, Naked Lunch also sounds like that. But Naked Lunch is, like, one of those things where, like, there's a lot of really cool, like, imagery and turns of phrases, so it's kind of neat. It's kind of like half Dune, half... uh... Like kind of as if you Lenny Bruce, right? That's kind sort of, of yeah. yeah. I mean, it it has definitely like it's acidic in like multiple meanings mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. It's like hallucinatory, but it's also very cynical and cynical, bleak kind of and, and, and 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 humorous yeah. in its own way, I That's guess. Right. But uh, yeah, the one I liked was Junkie. I mean, mm. he has these two books that are more like straightforward prose, yeah. queer and junkie. I'm sure he has more than that. 
but uh, yeah, so so I liked Junkie, but I haven't reread Junkie, but I'm sure Junkie's good. And uh, you know, I always just unfortunately my my thinking has been so shaped by you know my my parents, but especially my dad was so vocal about what he liked and mm-hmm. didn't like. So mm-hmm. you talk about William Burroughs and be like. You know, he'd just be like, he's this rich guy who, like, lived in Tangiers and, like, was, like, not, Mm. like, he just wrote about, like, really horrific things. And Mm. so, what is that adding of value? And it's like, well, part of me sees that, you know, but then another part of me says, uh, well, some of it's okay. And I remember Mm. one of the first times... Uh, inspiration for this podcast, Mark Marin mm. was at a comedy festival, and I was for some reason we got on the subject of Burroughs. Like I met him, I'd never met him before, and I'd been mm. listening to his podcast a bit. And he was like, "Yeah, man, Burroughs. You want to check out some Burroughs? It's good. You gotta listen. To, uh, you gotta read uh, Armies of the Night. Mm. Yeah, that's a trilogy he did. <laughs> yeah, man. Those cats back in the eighties, they really. Ah, oh, man. You know, Boomer used to always just." <laughs> Meow when I oh, read be reading the book and he'd levitate over me and put his paws in my head and yeah. knead my head and yeah. then I'd look into his eyes. Next thing I know, books on fire. <laughs> books on fire, man. You know, I used Those to cats, listen. They really to listen knew to how Mark, to swing. <laughs> I used to listen to Mark Maron like uh, on the Air America days. Air America, yeah, Air Maron, Air America. Yeah, people yeah. forget about that. There was this weird thing where like Al Gore made the station, and you could listen to Rachel Maddow. Do people forget Chuck about D. that? Maybe I mean, just, does anyone horrible. who knew about yeah. that forget about that? <laughs> no, I they talked about it all not the time. everybody knew about it. Yeah, they that. didn't know about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very weird. It was. It wasn't a good station. I didn't even know how to listen to that. Yeah. I feel like it was on. Like, it was American, so I didn't check it out. Yeah, I would be, like, driving around when I was living in Texas or California, and, like, the only thing you could get clear would be, you know, Rush Limbaugh or Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity. You'd listen to that as long as you could before wanting to kill yourself, and then you'd flip over, and there would be, like, you know, Chuck D. But it was always, like, Chuck D. interviewing, like, uh, I don't know, like, Bart Stupak. Hi, this is Chuck D. (laughs) Chuck D. interviewing, like, uh, I don't know, um, Jimmy Carter. They're never interviewing someone (laughs) equally cool, you know? So I think like, we can say that Jimmy Carter... Today we'll be talking to <laughs> agricultural <laughs> financier, uh, yeah, Doug yeah. Stone. Doug Stone. And, and you know, what, what does Doug Stone have to say to us? What does he have to say to Chuck D? Yeah, exactly. Well, I also think it's funny to have someone like Mark Maron on who's uh, essentially just like, plug him in anywhere, he'll yeah. complain. That's, that's but right. it's about that's right. politics. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. you know, and then Janine Garofalo, she's really fascinating to me. Uh, she really put herself on the line back in those days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, she... more than almost any of the other. She was probably the most famous, easily of, yep. you know, not Al Franken, who was also on that. Mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so that channel basically employed a bunch of comedians who, uh, either were famous in the case of Janine Garofalo or and Al Franken, mm-hmm. uh, or were known. And a lot of the people got more into politics. Sam Cedar is mm-hmm. now. He's still pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Uh, I was watching some... I, I listened to the Majority Report, like, obsessively. It's not healthy. Uh, Sam Cedar hosts the Majority Report. Uh, but you don't fucks with the Young Turks. I do. I mean, I don't. <laughs> like, but yeah. they're part of the Young Turks, so... And, yeah. and they interview the people from the Young Turks. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I, is it... Me? 
Are the Young Turks named after the people who committed the Armenian genocide? <laughs> Something like that. I've, I've yeah. been trying to wrap my head Something around like why that. that would happen. Yeah. And it must not be that simple because I don't think you could just call it that. Yeah, I mean, I think that with the cases, they're Turkish, right? Many of the, the original... But I think Anna Karasperian might actually be Armenian. Oh, yeah. Well, that would make sense. That on the... Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a weird one. I've never I've never cottoned on to them exactly. They always seemed a little, what, um, a little opaque. I feel when I started watching when I was watching YouTube years ago, yeah. they'd be like recommending those videos, and it would just be yeah. it would be like Good Day Live. It mm-hmm. would just be it felt like it was just people yeah. talking about you know pop culture news or yeah. something, and then it suddenly became this other thing, and I didn't even realize they were. Uh, you know, political for a long time, and and I guess I just don't want to hear like an overbearing big guy. <laughs> no offense. Talk it. about politics. No. You're not that type of overbearing no, big yeah, guy. I don't yeah. find you overbearing at all. Well, thank you. You're bearish. Bear a little bearish. Yeah, I've, you're uh, not overbearing. I've I've uh, crossed over. You know, I can pass in the bear world if I have to. Um, yeah, why not? But yeah, no, it's 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 uh, it's true. There there was such a market. There was such a lane there for a while for uh, really loudmouth kind of um, unctuous. Uh, um, sort of semi comedians of the of the Young Turk uh, type. I mean, I don't know. Are those guys comedians? I feel like, yeah, you know, I can't even tell anymore. There's <laughs> lots of yeah, lots of different corners now. You got yeah. leftist, leftist YouTube. You mm. got atheist YouTube. Atheist YouTube. You got Crowder, Ladder with Crowder. You've got Stephen Crowder. <laughs> You fucks with Stephen Crowder. You got Dave Rubin. <laughs> what do you think of Dave Rubin? Yeah, he's. Uh, he's, he's definitely one of my least favorite Rubens. Way down, even from Rick Rubin, who I know has been canceled several times. Wait, why was Rick Rubin canceled? Don't remember, but I remember it happened. Because yeah. he worked with Dice? Could be. Could be the Dice thing. I like Dice. <laughs> Dice in that Star is Born was amazing. Did you see that? He was no. so good. Such a good performance. But he was like, hey, <laughs> we just had a baby. Look at her. She's a star. <laughs> so that's what it was. With the, uh, She's a fucking star <laughs> and then the i put i made the goo come out and then the lady was born and she's a star she's a fucking star that's what it was like it was so good and then yeah, yeah. yeah. uh he was also in blue jet he's good yeah he's good and uh... but it's really hard to say he's one of those guys who'll go Oh yeah, Dice. I love Dice. And then someone will be like, "Really? Here's something he did." And you're like, "Yeah. I mean, I love him. Yeah. But I know that now you hate me because <laughs> there's some clip of him saying something horrible. Yeah. It's like Howard Stern. You know, you, I, I like Howard Stern. And then someone will be like, "Hey, here's eight hours of How, Howard Stern doing like an Amos and Andy voice." And you go, "Yeah. Well, it was a, it was a similar time." To now, it was, in yeah. terms of how close to the present it was. So you're saying with, with Howard Stern, like occasionally I'll I'll see a Howard Stern clip, and it seems like it's all uh, about these like frustrated, horny dudes uh, with with their women in the studio, and they're kind of like miffed on how they should interact with. Well, that was an era. Of that, 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 that wasn't Stern a, that wasn't all of that because that's all that I, I was really. okay. like kind of bored with. Yeah. They did lots of really bad things. Okay, they, they 
would do laser pointer judgments mm. of women's bodies. Like no, they'd come in and ask. But the whole idea was that it was based on the idea that people would come in and subject themselves to this. And okay. isn't that crazy? Right. That was like the logic behind doing all of this. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's an argument for doing all <laughs> right. of that. You know? That was the logic of all culture, though, at that time. I don't know if we could single them out. Everything. I think it's probably still like it's that. still kind of yeah, like that. Yeah, people are basically know? like, judge me right now. Mm-hmm. I'm on YouTube. Judge me right now. Mm-hmm. This is my Instagram. It's all just... Uh, yeah. That, and you know, I would rather, and and it's always been like that. I was talking about that with my friend, like, we were talking about video game emulators, Hmm. and, and, and how, uh, you know, as soon as the internet really grew, it's like, well, video game emulators grew, so that you didn't have to buy a Mm, system, you could just play it on your tricked out PC tower. Oh, jeez. With a great Trinitron screen. Love it. And coaxial cables connecting it. Yep. You got some coaxials, yeah, totally. And I don't know anything about this world, but I like these words. On it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Put I like stickers, that. you know, that's how you know you're dealing with a uh, true rebel. Mm. Stickers mm. On, on electronics. Yeah, yeah, and stickers. Remember stickers on guitars? That was a big thing. Stickers on guitars for like I, the yeah. kind of Blink One Eighty Two generation of punk guitarists always had to have lots of stickers. My friend Mike's band. Uh, he's playing with the original guitarist from his like band when he was thirteen. Mm. So Jim is playing on this guitar, and it's got all these stickers of Toronto bands <laughs> from no. the early to mid-90s. Oh so it's gosh. like Chicken Milk. Chicken Milk. you got to have some Chicken Milk. Venus Cures All. Love it. Yeah. All these different bands. But those are like really kind of hip, like quality bands. You're not talking about bands like... You know, I'm trying to think of, of who we would agree on as uh, I mean, you're not like, moist yeah, or more something. like Big Sugar or something. No, no, no. You're well, talking Big about... Sugar's kind of cool. It drives Are like they? hell. I guess so. Remember that song? Yeah. Big Rude Jake. Big Rude Jake. There was a singer, blues guy, but he was also sort of a, I think he was also a crooner during the crooner period Crooner of time. swing dance, yeah. Remember the crooner days? Right, that was so ferociously horrible. Uh, Do you remember the time? <laughs> like they'd cover. Yeah, they'd cover songs uh, of the day. Yeah, Do you remember the Honey Drippers? That was like a kind of a amazing thing because it was pre crooners and it was amazing. It was like Robert Plant and people doing these fifty songs and actually With Alison to- Krauss. Totally rock. No, pre Alison Krauss, it was like. Uh, so it'd be like like Robert Plant going like. Uh, Angel, <laughs> a yeah, 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 that's what it was, and it was. Will you be mine? Yeah, yeah that was what it was, and it, okay, check this out. It slapped, slapped. Yeah, that's another one. No, I mean, that didn't it's like well. not that people can't say these words; it's that these words shouldn't be said. They're from the internet. Like, they're words that people wrote and then when you try to say them in real life, they don't sound right. They don't. don't And, you know, the first example of that was the word Stan. Oh, yeah. Which I used to hear, you used to, after the song Mm, Stan came out, like, not that long after. No, it was after the song Ether by Nas came out. Uh, In the song Ether, his diss against Jay-Z, his mm, diss track mm, against Jay-Z where he dissed up mm, Jay-Z. We used to say diss don't yeah. diss me up that was what <laughs> we said as kids yeah don't diss me up. yeah that was, that was and um yeah hardcore so nas you know at one point goes you're a fake a phony a fraud a, a, a stan or something mm-hmm. like that but he calls him a stan so after he does that and that song has this humongous impact mm. uh on on to be specific the allhiphop.com message boards that I lurked, <laughs> yeah. which were called the ill community, yeah. uh, 
people were started calling each other stands. You're, uh, a st- you're a cannabis stand. You're a cannabis stand. And I think Cannabis actually put out a song called, like, I'm Stan. Yeah. Or something when he was That's trying right. to feud with Eminem. Okay. But, uh... Oh, so he's the crazy obsessive fan who's so going to kill him, I I guess. never right. heard anyone say the word Stan out loud until, mm-hmm. like, maybe even five years later. Mm-hmm. Someone was... And to me, that's a microcosm of what's scary about the internet, mm-hmm. which is that people spend so much time rehearsing being a certain way on message boards mm-hmm. or videos mm-hmm. that then they bring it into the real world. And there is the problem. There's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We shouldn't say some of these things. You are not ballet dancers. You do not have to rehearse. <laughs> you don't have to rehearse. Yeah. You don't have to rehearse Rehears- at all. No, you don't Just have to Just to rehearse. be a person. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, I've never heard anybody say it slaps, you know, I'm never, like, in a good way, like, <laughs> yeet. yeet. I did like it back in the day. It was a West Coast slang. People go, church. Oh, yeah, church. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, and also the Meek Mill song, right, which kind of that brought that What's into. that called? Uh, I'm a Meek Mill. <laughs> It's. Uh, I think. I think church is the is in the chorus to that. But church was was uh, really good. Um, yeah, some of those slang words. But you know, can once they once they reach their kind of ripeness, you feel terrible about ever having used them, and then you you go into a horrible hey, shame spiral. We're gonna have to leave soonish because oh, yeah. you have something to do. I gotta go see. You so like, I want to ask you something yeah. before we go on. Sure, no, no, sure. you don't have to play the song right. yet. But I do want to hear okay. the song. Later. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mm. are. Uh, Devout left mm. leftist. Truth. Yep. Have you watched Pamela Anderson talking to Megan McCain on the View? Did you check that out? I saw. I saw. Okay, but I saw the the gifs or gifs, and I, I I'm fo- I've followed Pamela Anderson's sort of political trajectory well enough that I, I pretty much know I think what it was. Well, I'll tell you because mm. I watched the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So what Pam, 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 what Pammy did. <laughs> They call her Pammy, yeah. if you remember. That's her name, yeah. She's our she's our fellow citizen. Mm-hmm. So she comes out, she says she seems weird. Mm. She definitely seemed weird. All right. God bless her. Yeah. But she seems weird. I'll say I'm on I'm on her side. I'm, I'm like super. Well, I want her to yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, me too, yeah. But so first of all, if you go past her dating history, it's like yeah. I don't know if Julian Assange is <laughs> That good, just based on every single person she's ever dated, basically, uh, being bad also. It was the Brett one that really broke my heart. Well, that was years ago that she dated Brett Michaels. Yeah. Uh, she, that she had a sex tape with Brett Michaels is the embarrassing that's thing. That's pretty embarrassing. But uh, Tommy Lee is, like, pretty embarrassing. Kid Rock is pretty embarrassing. Rick Salomon is terrible, you know. And then there's, like, another guy, and she talks about that with them. And she talks about how she lives on Vancouver Island. Which is really cool. And she is, says, yeah. you do the circle and you come right back to where you started. Uh, and then um, then she gets into uh, talking to not just Megan McCain. The whole thing. Mm. People want their wishes fulfilled. So everyone hates Megan McCain mm-hmm. right now. So suddenly it's like, oh, Pamela Anderson destroys mm, Megan McCain. Yeah. She's been destroyed. It's great seeing Megan McCain ripped yeah. apart. And don't get me wrong. Megan McCain is she's awful. They're a pretty loathsome you person, know. yeah. Well, she's just like, it's just like a waste of space, yeah. you know? It's like, so, yeah. there's no reason she needs to have this yeah. high a profile. And I don't know if any of the other people on The View do, but at least you can say, well, Joy Behar, she worked very hard to get there. She's on Dr. Katz? She's on Dr. Katz. Yeah. And when, was, when, when, was, when was Megan McCain ever on Dr. Katz? Whoopi, well, she did write a <laughs> book with Michael Ian Black. And, That's true. That's so true. Yeah. And, oh, uh, God. 
There was like a moment where Megan McCain was like very adjacent. Like it was this <laughs> yeah. period. It was essentially the beginning of this period of conservative values. Yeah. Also, uh, as long as you thought gay people were yeah, your fr- you had right. gay friends. It was yeah. like you could hang out with uh, I don't know, like uh, you could hang out with <laughs> the um, Stella, the Stella comedy troupe. I guess Stella, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that's not nothing. No, they're cool. Yeah, I guess. And no, they are. I opened for Michael Showalter once. He was very nice. He seems like kind of a nice guy. Uh, I mean, people say different things. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. He was really nice. <laughs> we follow each other on Twitter. Yeah. But, um, and also the Michael Showalter show was wild because I had people talking to me about that years later. Stopping me on the street. I saw you open for Michael Showalter. What? I think it's because he was performing in Canada so rarely mm. that, you know, it was just, you know, pretty memorable for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. He had some of those high-profile hits. He was on Sex and the City. So. Yeah, he's doing great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Pamela Anderson is, is starts talking about U.S. war crimes, oh. and, mm. uh, which is cool. Yeah. She's talking about, you oh, know, yeah. how, like, there's all these horrible things that have happened. That's all Julian Assange does is mm-hmm. expose them and that mm-hmm. she's been in France and Canada and people aren't very happy with the U.S. It's all, like... Basically, the kind of thing any Canadian is going to hear from like somebody at a cottage <laughs> that's got you know, if yeah. more than five people are at a bar with yeah. you, right? You know, one person is going to be like stoned and say mm-hmm. a bunch of shit that you already know. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. And like that's you're at uh, Trampoline Hall. Someone's going to pull you aside and sure. say, "Hey, yeah, war crimes, war crimes." Yeah, and like yeah, it's great to say that, and you know, uh, and then Megan McCain is like. She's just like he's a traitor. He's a cy- he's a cyber terrorist. Terrorist. Mm-hmm. And, and then Joy Behar's like, well, why wasn't she? Why wasn't she trying to? Was it? Was it? Is there, people say that it was weird that she released the tapes. Uh, he released the Hillary Clinton information like right before the election. Yeah. And uh, you know, and Pam Anderson's like, well. Uh, it's just stuff that happened, and why wouldn't you release it? He doesn't care. He just releases anything he thinks is wrong. Mm. And uh, I don't know. What what do you think, first of all, of mm. Pamela Anderson versus Megan McCain in the context that I have summarized yeah, for you? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, I hate that, yeah, every time there's someone who seems like they're verging on, like, true kind of coolness they end up like kind of in the celebrity realm, they end up being kind of like an anti-vaxxer or like a pro Assange <laughs> or something like that. It's no good. She is an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, she I is think. too. Yeah. 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 That's not, that's not good. I, I just, I loathe Julian Assange. I think he's a terrible guy. Um, and it seems like he, uh, like for sure was a total sex pest in all sorts of ways. And, uh, and like, you know, this whole thing, sex pesto. <laughs> and also Just putting it out, there. um, a seasoned, that's right. Sex oh, pest. Like with a little basil and uh, Parmesan cheese. Not, mm. not so bad. Basil is it? Rathbone. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Basil. If Sherlock yeah, Holmes had been on the that's case, right. he would have solved all of the war crimes. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. So, but I do like the idea of, of Megan, like Megan McCain now is just sort of, uh, is, uh, just a general, uh, she she starts spewing this crazy stuff, which is always like this amalgam of like defense of her father, and then like her own bizarre twisted relationship with her husband. How much I love guns, and and uh, how terrified they are of like Elizabeth Warren. And so I guess as a kind of a running spectacle, I find the like um, abject situation of Meghan McCain to be interesting. And I guess Pamela Anderson as just the like 
you know, the dummy, whatever the, the like person plugged into that apparatus for the time being. I don't even think Pamela Anderson is stupid. No, no, I think she's know. pretty bright. She was in that uh, show about a bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> remember that stacked? It's called stacked. I do remember that. I mean, I don't think she's that smart. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just think she's just like your typical Canadian. Yeah. She's like a, like a stoned idiot, like yeah. all of us. Yes. You know, that's like, right. Just a stoned idiot. Yeah. She's just. just uh, I don't even. I'm. I don't think she's stoned, but I just mean like perma stone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's you it, say you say and Vancouver people, Vancouver dude. People. British Columbians. Yeah. Not if any listeners of mine are from British Columbia, mm-hmm. I don't mean it like all British Columbians are a certain way. But yeah. there, there is a weedy. Mm. You, know, you, you British Columbians are the first weed people it's in weed. Canada. Yeah, and in, uh, in a way, in the world, probably, possibly in the entire world. And you know, they were like that tree beautiful places. Yeah, yeah. So environmentalism mm-hmm. and like. Definitely anti-vaccine. I mean, everything was so um, so much more aligned at one point. Yeah. Where it's like the idea that the government was poisoning you with drugs yeah. was something that you know someone who believed uh, that manufacturing consent was like an incredibly important book would also possibly yeah, think. Yeah, that's right. Because it's true. Yeah. But it's also nuanced. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, like, you know, the opioid the opioid adi- uh, epidemic is absolutely the fault of probably the U.S. government and, and all these pharmaceutical companies, and the overprescription of, of yep. maybe antidepressants or mm. even ADHD pills mm-hmm. as uh, the only solu- what's pointed as as one of the only means of managing True. depression or ADHD. Uh, but keep those pills coming. That's exists. what I'm saying. Hashtag keep them coming. But we need those drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those specific drugs are like, yeah, yeah they're getting people out of bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting on podcasts. Stopping people from getting bonked by yeah. people. Oh, other yeah. people. <laughs> Not, but that's, that's a very small percentage of mentally ill people. Yeah, yeah. There are mentally ill people who without their drugs would just bop, bop you on the head. But there's, it's bop. like one in 10,000. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. low. Yeah, but yeah. they would... Bonk you. Yeah. And now the drugs saving you from being bonked. Mm, I think that's really good. Do you think Pamela <laughs> Anderson has all that BC rain gear? You know, it's all kind of like yellow and there's a lot of buckles and sort of a little dommy. She's probably done photo shoots <laughs> in those rain gear. But uh, yeah, so I just think it's the problem is, is just that Pamela Anderson mm. and Megan McCain should not even. No. Be having a conversation about any of this stuff. No. Or they should, mm. but it shouldn't necessarily be like the main conversation about this that everybody is talking about on Twitter. Yes. You know. That's great. That's it's great. uh Yeah. No, you know the philosopher Jacques Rancière wrote this book called Disagreements, which I like very much, which is about how uh these kinds of conversations are in fact impossible because you know, like like Megan McCain and Pamela Anderson don't even agree that white is white and black is black. You know, they they right. they don't share enough terms in common to have a productive conversation. That's a great point. Yeah. But but when that is happening widespread in the mm-hmm. world right yep. now, well, mm-hmm. what's the solution? That's our to situation. That? That's right. Um, what's the solution? What's the solution? So, but we go back to the old sort of uh, you know radical solutions. I think right. Oh boy, that sounds very yeah. That's 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 getting your uh, podcast uh, license yanked. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so um, we gotta go, but uh, you gotta go. You got things go. to do. Thank you for bearing with the hour it took for me to sort out sent mailing yeah. my newsletter, emailing yeah, my newsletter. No so uh, what can you tell me about this song, Kurt? I'm gonna play the song called "Whiskey Before Breakfast." Are you gonna sing? No singing. Just um, can, play, play. Can I sing an intro? Absolutely. So just, you know, you can imagine what a song... I don't know what the lyrics are, but there probably were lyrics to the song. Whiskey, oh. probably written around the Civil War. Try right? it. Okay. okay. Stay up so late that it's technically morning. <laughs> so the whiskey I had at 4 a.m. counts as whiskey before breakfast. Now breakfast gonna taste different <laughs> because milk and whiskey don't go together milk and whiskey are like soup and tacos sometimes it happens but it's very unorthodox thank you that's the intro Here we go. grandparents saying it. Oh, that was a real hoot, man. It's good. I think Homer liked it. Thank you, Kurt. Thanks, buddy. High five. Boom. Alright, we're playing tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow we'll be at the Transac at 3 p.m. If you're listening to this today or tomorrow before 3 p.m., come to the Transac in Toronto at 3. If not, we'll do it again. Right on. Thanks. Thank you. Peace. Peace out. Yeah, real fun. Real fun stuff. That was good. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly.